Hi, thanks again for tuning into the podcast, Asking for a Friend. My name's Ben, and today we are kicking off a three-week series about racism. Now, we acknowledge that this is a divisive issue in both the church and our world, and we don't have all the answers. And we understand that there are many views on this topic. We've invited Jessica, Lola, and Chassie, three of our black and brown members, to share their personal experience and give us insight into how they view this topic. These views are not necessarily representative of all of Life Church or its leadership, but we believe it's important for all of us to grapple with the complexities of this issue. In these three episodes, we'll be exploring Jessica and Chastity's and Lola's experience in the overall church, why they think the phrase, I don't see color is offensive, and how they see racism is still prevalent today. We hope that this stirs the discussion in a positive way and that you appreciate the conversation we have today. Now, let's get into the episode. Here's Josh, Chastity, Lola, and Jessica. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Asking for a Friend. My name is Josh, and I have today with me Chastity, Jessica, and Dr. Lola. Uh, in this episode, we, uh, the question we are going to tackle is, how have you experienced the church as a black person? Okay, so who wants to start? So I, I've been in Iowa um, 12 years this June, way longer than I anticipated. And um, I would say the majority of black churches that I've been to, I feel received differently than when you come to a majority white church. Um, sometimes I've gone to white churches and I just feel like an alien because I'm stared at so much that um, it makes it uncomfortable. I'm just be honest. And it makes me not want to return because I'm clearly view viewed as an other when I enter into the space. Um, I went to a women's conference at a church before. The church actually closed or they renamed regardless. And the pastor came up to me and said, how does it feel to be here as a black woman? And I was just like, I don't even know how to answer your question. Um, because I really didn't. I was very shocked <laughs> that she asked that. Um, and it's just been an experience. I mean, it's, it hasn't been the most welcoming experience. I've, I've gone to a lot of them, and I've liked Life Church the best compared to others. Um, but you know, if it, if this is the place where we're welcoming folks, we need to truly welcome folks, not just folks that look like us, because it, it doesn't make you want to come back. Mm. Um, yeah, Jessica. Um. Well, let's see. Um, I've been in the United States going on ten years now. Um, and when I first came from Nigeria, I stayed with a uh, black family, um, African-Americans. And so I went to a black church, which mm -hmm. was not very different from um, a Nigerian church. And then afterwards, I went to a Nigerian church for a couple of years and then kind of just, you know, drifted away from God for a few years. And when I came back, I was part of a non-denominational church that was... Um, diverse uh and 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 it was on the east coast and so it was um really a melting pot um but i also had other people um friends um of mine 
in uh, that church that were also Nigerian that, you know, I would sit with and worship with. And so it didn't feel like um, I, I wasn't welcome there or I wasn't a part of the church because I had people there who mm-hmm. looked like me and who I could interact with. Um, and so when I was coming to Iowa, that was one of my goals was to get into a church that had um, other other, you know, black people. Uh, I had a conversation with God and I told him for sure, I am not the person you sent to, um, what's, what's, what's the word again to, um, you know, diverse a church or diversify a church. Mm -hmm. It is, it is not my calling. No, it can't do. (laughs) Uh, and so I was really excited to, uh, come to life church and just experience, uh, um, you know, just diversity in Iowa. Um, and I think, it's just now, uh, uh, I'm just now really understanding the difference between diversity in Iowa and diversity uh, in the East Coast, and and understanding that they're not they're not the same. Uh, what's considered diverse in Iowa is not diverse by East Coast standards, and so for me, there's been uh, an adjustment of going. Okay, I. I, I do feel welcomed here, but I don't feel like I belong. And so to put it plainly, um, I struggle with imposter syndromes, uh, or syndrome, sorry, um, when I am in a worship setting where I'm the only uh, 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 black female or the only black person or where it's just so different from my you know experience of worship. Um, it's just so hard to feel like, yeah, we're one in Christ. We belong because there's just, there's no, um, there's nothing for me to connect mm. with, you know, on a deep personal level. Um, mm. And so that, yeah, so in a nutshell, that has been my experience. It's it's just this constant battle of telling my myself in, in my head that I belong, you know, and, and trying to silence that very real and mm. tangible feeling of imposter syndrome. Um and yeah. Jess? Um, so I'm from Iowa, born and raised Davenport, and then I came to Iowa City for to go to school here. Um, I grew up in the Baptist Church, was which is a traditionally like black church, so culturally it's just very different than coming here to Life Church. But um, when I was growing up, uh, my church split up at when I was 15, so I kind of took a break from like really. Um, I guess being a Christian or really um, feeling connected to the church. Um, My church was when I joined the gospel choir at the University of Iowa because I love to sing and that's how I felt closest to God. Um, But eventually after graduating, I felt called um, because I kept meeting other people that um, helped me learn what church hurt was and all that stuff to um, come back to church. So a friend of mine went church hopping and I, I did go look at some black churches. I, I um, looked at some other churches but ended up at Life Church because it was a very giving church. I was impressed by Sevolution um, and just the different um, discussions that people were having and like people seemed generally nice. Um, when I walked in I did feel welcome but it's it's always a different welcome because I'm from Iowa so I'm a little bit more used to what it's like yeah. um, compared to other uh, black friends who aren't from Iowa. So it's just, I'm like, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't affect me, that culture shock that all of my friends that are 
are coming from the east or west coast does not affect me at all because I grew up um, from age five, kindergarten, usually being the only black person, if not one other person, one other black person in the classroom. So that hasn't affected me as much. Um, but I did know, like, my the reason for staying at Life Church was because I knew I needed to be here and pursuing other people. I felt like in the beginning, um, while people are welcoming, they, they're not as approachable um, at first. And if you don't have, if you have a different cultural understanding, um, it's just a little bit more difficult, so I had to push myself to be in there. It would be very difficult if you were a super introvert um, and didn't have, like, the drive or that God is giving me <laughs> to to stay here. So that's been my experience. I, I really do love coming to Life Church. I, I love the people here. Um, but I do often see, um, feel myself, like, wanting that extra element of a, of a black Christian woman experience because you are able to talk about um, our Christian life with that element that is always real for me. So, I think, I think praise and worship has been... A huge difference for me. Yeah. Um, it's very rare for me to find a church in Iowa that feels like home in the aspect of praise and worship. Yeah. Like running because you are just so overwhelmed with the Holy Spirit. And I've done it a few times here. And I'm sure people are like, what is wrong with this lady? Yeah. Like I can remember being in the front. Speaking in tongues, like walking back and forth. <laughs> and I'm sure somebody was like, you know, but I just didn't care. Um, because I know that that is normal for me, right? And I'm not performing. It's just who I am and it's what I'm used to and it's what I've grown up with. And so I do miss, I miss the collective praise and worship vocal my hands are lifted up. Mm -hmm. You know, my heart is ready yeah. for a blessing, yeah. a blessing from you. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like that moment is mm -hmm. very lacking here in Iowa. <laughs> it's funny because this past uh, or this week, uh, or I think it was over the weekend, I kind of wrote in my journal and I was telling God how I miss that. Like I, I miss like corporate worship where mm -hmm. I can jump and scream. I am a yellow. I scream and and just say what what's you know just just kind of like just express mm -hmm. myself um and so i feel like that's that's what is um often i find is lacking is um i want to fully express myself in worship fully express myself in community um you know just the way that god has called mm -hmm. and made me to express myself but then i find that i walk into a space and i'm given a box and it's like you, you can't do anything outside of this box you know mm -hmm. and so you have to kind of stay within the confines of that box you know and and it it, it over over time you just you feel like you've lost a part of like who you are you know you mm. feel like you've lost a, a just just like a, a, a certain way that you um connect with god you know and and so that's kind of what i found in my experience with like praise and worship and so, so now what i do i just do it by myself mm -hmm in my house but it's different because there's just something about when you're able to do it corporately um and i i don't know if you guys have experienced it but i feel like um 
it's easy for me to to mold and shape myself to fit different styles of mm-hmm. worship, uh, but it's very hard for the other person to sh- mold and shape them themselves to fit my style of of worship. Mm-hmm. So it's like while I can go and worship anywhere, mm-hmm. you know, it's just hard to get people to just worship the way that I want to worship loud mm-hmm. and expressive and obnoxious sometimes, you know? <laughs> um, and so it's, yeah. Yeah. I love it. My experience um, with pr- uh, praise and worship here, again, from Iowa, so I'm a little used to some things, but I did grow up 18 years of my life in a black church, so I'm used to people running up and down the aisles, <laughs> screaming, shouting, and also uh, the spontaneity of we're just going to start in the middle of service, we're mm-hmm. going to start a new song. <laughs> yeah. And if this song that we did start when it's supposed to be pre- prescribed is uh, 10, 15 minutes long, Listen. we're here, we're going to start praising and jumping and yeah. And, and never and get shouting. to the sermon. <laughs> no, we get to the sermon. It's, it's going to be a three-hour service. service. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in churches where we never even, the preacher never, he just like this. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. No, they always, I remember always, the sermon's going to happen. If it's if we're supposed to be at 12, but it's going to be 2 p.m., we're mm-hmm. still having the sermon. <laughs> yeah. And if the uh, choir comes back up and we're so filled, like that's that's my childhood. I, yeah. I recognize that's a cultural difference. Yeah. Yeah. I also recognize there's different ways to praise God just because this is not how I praise. Uh, right. Like it's, it doesn't mean they're doing it wrong. Yeah. And I, the one thing I do value about coming to Life Church because my experience is really just my church and Life Church mm-hmm. is that because it was a cultural thing for me, it was a tradition. Yeah. I didn't really get into the music the way. Um, of someone building a relationship with God was. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was just singing words. Yeah. Growing up, but now. I, I listen to the words. I read right. the words. It, it means something to me. So that that's the one thing I took from it. It took a while to get there. When I first came here, I was like, I'm not here for this music. Yeah. <laughs> what is going on here? It's it's slow. It's a little boring. <laughs> but um, now, like, there was a, a period where I I only listened to contemporary contemporary Christian music uh, yeah. because it was starting to mean a lot more to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then I had to get back to my gospel music. Mm-hmm. When I go back home every once in a while and go with my mom, I'm like, oh yeah, this is, mm-hmm. it just fills your soul in a different way. Yeah. So. I think I think like when it comes to praise and worship and, and just even when it comes to music, I think there, there could be also a stereotype that says slower and karma is more mm-hmm. spiritual mm-hmm. because then you're really, you know, taking it in, you're really engaging God, um, you know, and, and I don't think that's necessarily true. Um, you know, oftentimes we talk about head knowledge and heart knowledge and how you can know about God in your head and really mm-hmm. not be transformed in your heart and what's in your head needs to flow through your heart. Um, I also feel like people do relate to God that way, either intellectually or, you know, just from their heart emotionally. Mm-hmm. And I feel like much of the black you know, just being a black Christian or growing up in the black church is you first connect to God in your heart and then your mind catches up. And I think it's kind of almost the opposite where it's like, you know, in non-black churches or just non-black growing up as a non-black Christian, it's more you know Jesus in your head, you know things about God Mm -hmm. and your heart kind of catches up. Mm -hmm. And so there's kind of like, oh, you know, which which is, there's, there's kind of this, which is, 
which is better or which is the actual you know way to do it and it's more like well yeah of course it's it's mind to heart you know and it's like if it's just heart then you do, it's not solid it feels like it's not solid and so I, I think that tends to be this like you know um you know it's all emotion and and no uh you know no truth to 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 mm-hmm. to build on and and you know all of that all, all of that um but i i i do believe that you know like there is space for it to be from your heart and your mind catches up and there is space for it to be from your mind and your heart catches up um mm-hmm. and i think that's just the that's that's diversity is that we get to like worship god differently mm-hmm. and not make one form more you know better than 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 the other form i think the biggest difference that i've noticed and it's not for everyone is that we at least my church, you were given permission yeah. <laughs> to worship and praise and use your whole body. It's a bodily mm-hmm. experience, whereas mm-hmm. a lot of people I know that didn't grow up that way, mm-hmm. like they were taught that that is not what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, I, th- I do like the diversity that mm-hmm. we're seeing, the, the growing diversity of like some people just seeing what, what's possible and what's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you have something that you want to close with in regarding in regards to your experience in the church or do you feel like you got everything out that you wanted to for this particular segment I want to say like um, complacency is um, an easy thing to get into because um, as I said I started in 2017 and it was way less diverse than it was it yeah. is now um, but it has gradually um, gotten more diverse and that is a awesome testament to what this church is doing here um people are coming here because they love the heart of the church but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean you stop there mm-hmm. like you should every church if, if you see people are coming in and, and the goal is to not be to, to not live by that standard that sunday mornings are the most segregated time mm-hmm. in this country mm-hmm. um then we should be actively trying to find ways to support diversity racially, financially, in all aspects of what diversity truly means, mm-hmm. disability, to, to make sure that everyone feels, like, welcome. Right. Um, and I, I believe, I'm just going to say, I believe Life Church is trying to do some of that, but mm-hmm. every church can do better and do more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's great that people feel comfortable that to talk about it, at least this first conversation. So, mm-hmm. um if, if people are coming, that means they want to be here. Right. So don't give them reasons to leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do know that when I was on staff, I had black and brown parents coming up to me excited. Yeah. They were happy to see somebody that looked like themselves on staff. Mm-hmm. And um, like there was a new family who, they were just, they were Nigerian. I don't even know if they're still here because I never see them, but... Both of the parents of PhDs, they were excited to see that I was black and that I was Nigerian and that I had a PhD. And their kids were just, you know, beautiful chocolate drops. But, like, they they made it a point to come and greet me every Sunday. And, you know, I'm so happy to see you. It's great to see a black lady in leadership. Um, and by no means do I belong on staff here. Like, that's not what I'm saying. 
But what I do believe is that we can't just say diversity in the pews and not have it in the leadership. When I was uh, planning to move to Iowa and I was looking at churches, the first thing I always went to was our team. Like, I want to see who your pastors, your worship leaders, your children mm-hmm. ministry mm-hmm. people are. Uh, and I kept looking. I was like, yeah, they're all white. Ain't for me. Um, and I remember coming to Life Church and seeing Kadeen, who was mm-hmm. on staff, on there. And that's all I needed. It was just one. <laughs> <laughs> one was all I needed. And I was like, okay, great. They have one. All right, we're going to check them out. And I feel like sometimes it's hard to explain to non-blacks what that does for you. Um, You know, I feel like just on a human level, we've all felt at certain points in our life alone. You know, we've all felt like we're experiencing something that nobody else understands, that nobody else gets. That's how it feels to be black and not have any other black person in that space, Mm -hmm. is to feel loneliness like actual loneliness and I feel like sometimes it's just hard to communicate that and get people to understand this is why we push for diversity this is why we push for representation because we want to know that we're not alone we Mm -hmm. want to know that we have you know someone else who understands someone else who you know you know can't you know sees me and and can you know just get me without me having to provide so many so 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 much context um and so that's that's the goal that's the reason why you know we cry diversity on every level at the women's conference i met a mom who happened to be nigerian and it was just it was just a good uh 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 just, just a divine meeting and just really, really good. And she has a son who comes to my elementary class. And he's always like, Mommy, why are there so many peach people? There's nobody that looks like me in my class. And that's a six, seven-year-old. Mm-hmm. And I know what that feels like for me in my mid-twenties. And to think that he is also having to experience that, might not have the words to express that, that feeling of it's just me. Um, And so it's like, you know, the cry for diversity is not just for me, but it's also for, you know, the next generation and and the people who are um, coming after, after us. And if there is any better place or any better group of people to champion that, it is Mm -hmm. the church. It is us. Uh, us Christians, really, that should be at the forefront of of bringing of bringing change. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining us in this episode of Asking for a Friend. Um, this is actually the first part of a three-part series, um, so be looking forward to the next segment coming up soon. Um, so we'll see you next time. Thanks again for tuning into this episode of Asking for a Friend, where we discuss Chastity, Lola's, and Jessica's experience about being black and brown in the church. We have other resources linked down below from our guests. And if you haven't yet, subscribe to our podcast. We're on Apple, Google, and Spotify. We're always looking to engage with new questions. So if you have one, submit it below by following the link. Thanks again for tuning into this episode for Asking for a Friend. We'll see you next time.